It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Happening in the last week of sports, as I've been off for the last two weeks, uh, I want to start uh, with sending my thoughts and prayers uh, to the family and friends of Celtics legend Bill Russell, as well as Los Angeles Dodgers broadcast legend Vin Scully. Uh, yesterday, CBS golf broadcaster Sir Nick Faldo had an emotional send-off as he gave his final sign-off for the last time after 16 years in the tower broadcasting golf. He says he's going to move on to different things and finally enjoy being at home. He said he was uh, he's been on the road his whole entire life playing golf, and then after playing golf, broadcasting golf. So for the first time, he's going to sit back and relax and enjoy life. So congratulations to you, Sir Nick Faldo, um, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you do enjoy it um, because I would be shocked if the rumors come true about you retiring uh, from CBS and the PGA Tour and moving on uh, to live golf. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but if you do, it, it does, but you know, anyways, that'd be an interesting uh, thing there, and a lot of people um, shaking their heads, if you will. Speaking of of Live Golf and uh, the PGA Tour, um, the PGA Tour filed a motion in federal court this morning to dismiss the Live case, calling the lawsuit legally baseless. The players can't have their cake and eat it, too. Liv is not a rational economic actor competing fairly to start a golf tour. It is prepared to lose billions of dollars to leverage plaintiffs and the sport of golf to sport wash. And that's what tour lawyers wrote in a new court filing this morning. More news around golf revolving around uh, Gary Player. Gary Player claims that his son has put some of his trophies up for auction without his permission. So there's another uh, scandal uh, going on there. I do want to uh, give a shout-out to former Central Catholic and Michigan pitcher Stephen Hazard, uh, who is one of the big pieces between a trade between the Minnesota Twins and the Cincinnati Reds. I was talking with uh, Steve after it happened, and he did say that this trade does go in his favor as there's more for, room for him to grow and develop as, as, as well as move up the ranks. Uh, so congratulations to you, Steve, on this new opportunity, and uh, make, us, uh, make all of us back here at uh, Central Catholic proud. Staying on the uh, baseball topic, and let's move on to the very uh, disappointing and depressing Boston Red Sox. Well, they're not in. Uh, they're not doing any better than uh, than they were uh, two weeks ago when we talked. They're still in last place behind the Orioles. They're they're under five hundred. They're fifty four and fifty six, and they are just 
way, way out of it. They're way out of it. I mean, I don't even want to talk about them. Um, you know, they did uh, they did win their series um, against the Astros uh, last week at the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, won Monday and uh, Tuesday, lost Wednesday. Uh, and then they lost their, uh, their series against the uh, Kansas City Royals and really got demolished. They lost Thursday night 7-3. One seven four Friday, lost five four Saturday, and then lost thirteen to five yesterday. Uh, coming up this week for the Sox, they'll play the Braves tomorrow. Braves Wednesday, then they play the Orioles for uh, an odd single game on Thursday, and then guess what? They play the first place Yankees for a three game series here in Boston Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh joy, I can't wait. They're just absolutely pathetic. The things that are happening with the Red Sox are just, they're just leaves me speechless. I think, I think there are teams in the Little League World Series that is going to be starting up that are probably better than these Boston Red Sox. I mean, they are absolutely terrible. Terrible. Moving past baseball and moving on to uh, the Boston Bruins and the NHL. Uh, David Krejci uh, announces uh, or announced today uh, that he will be coming back uh, for a one-year deal uh, with the Boston Bruins. His base salary will be $1.5 million, signing bonus of a million, and 10 games played bonus, $2.5 million, which is a total of uh, $5 million with a no-move clause. So, um, that's not, I guess that's not... Um, that's not uh, David Krejci. That's that's Patrice uh, Patrice Bergeron's. I'm sorry, but David Krejci also announced, I uh, guess today that he was that he was going to uh, come back too. So for them both to uh, come back, it seems like you know things are things are good. They have the locker room figured out, and they're moving on with this new coach. And you know, hopefully, hopefully all goes well. Uh, moving on to another uh, another sport, as everything's really starting to uh, heat up right now, are, is the NFL uh, and the New England Patriots. They kick off their season, or their preseason at least. They've been going through uh, training camp the last few weeks, and they'll have their first preseason game uh, right here in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium Thursday night at 7 o'clock against the New York Giants. And then they'll play the... Uh, Carolina Panthers on Friday, August 19th at Gillette, uh, which is two Fridays. And then uh, they'll go out uh, to Vegas against the Raiders on August 26th. And then they obviously start their uh, season on September 11th uh, against the Dolphins at 1 o'clock. Very, very interesting season that's going to be... Um, that's that that's gonna be happening. So um, you know, I I don't know. You know what 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 do you consider um, you know a satisfied season uh, for the Patriots? You know. Uh, with that though, let's go to uh, Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? Harrison, what's up, my man? Not much. Lots happening. I mean, the Red Sox are just ridiculous and and, and bad and. Um, the Patriots are starting up, and as much as I want to think positive as that might be 
a distraction from the Red Sox. I don't know if they'll do any better. Right. Well, I'll, I'll hit on the Red Sox. I want to talk about, you know, Sox and the Patriots and, and to hit it off. I mean, you said it right. I mean, disgusting, depressing. You could throw any word else in there about how bad. You lose, You beat – what I understand is you, you take two out of three, probably the best team in baseball – by like a game or two over the Yankees. And then you play one of the worst offensive teams, one of the worst teams, and you lose three out of four to them. I don't get it. I just don't get it with this team. They just, there's just nothing there. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pilot light that's out, and they're just not. Because I think it comes from what direction is this team going in? I, you know, and, and this whole thing about at the trade deadline, about this buying and selling stuff, it's like, how can you do both? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan. It's either you're all in or you're all out. You know, it can't be in the yeah. middle anyway. Because it's like you trade Christian. And by the way, they should have held on to Christian Vasquez. Maybe the guy that they got from Houston, what they're saying is, I mean, he's, got, he's getting, you know, hitting un- incredible at, at Worcester right now. But, I, you know, you don't let J.D. Martinez go. You don't let Nathan Avaldi. Is that going to be a mistake? Because what value could he got? Maybe they couldn't have gotten any value. I like the Eric Hosmer pickup because it's fine. It's addresses first base. Question then becomes, and then I don't have to pay a lot of the salary anyway. I think San Diego is picking up a majority of it because, uh, you know, at first I looked at the trade and I go, okay, they're going to trade for Eric Hosmer. I didn't hear the announcement about the money, but I'm going, they're going to take on a, a guy, guy's 39 a year contract because the last three years of his Padres contract is 39 million. You're going to take that on, but you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, pay Devers and Bogarts. I mean, it just kind of dawned. And then it got to be, okay, well, and I found out he has an opt-out. So he might not be here next year. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen there. But something interesting happened today. And I think it has something to do with the long-term future of the Red Sox. Today, um, they're two of their biggest prospects. Uh, Blaze Jordan, who's a third baseman in the DH. Marcelo Mayer, who was the, the, the fourth pick in the draft two years ago. Both got promoted to high A ball today. Now, what is that telling me? That's telling me that I don't think they're re-signing Bogarts and Devers. I, honest to God. I think the only, the only way that doesn't happen Oh, I think they're maybe, done now. I think they're done yeah. now. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I think, and I, I mean, think they Bogart think they're done now, too. One of them said yeah. if there was already, a, you know, if there was going to be a deal made, um, yeah. it would have been done already. Yeah, I and agree. I, and I think it, that it sums it up perfectly. Yeah. I, I think that... Bloom wants to have his Hein Bloom wants to have his own guys. I don't think Henry Henry is 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 dealing with anything with the Red Sox. I think he's so focused on these other things, but he wants controllable players that he doesn't pay a lot of money to, and then he can so like they did with Bogart, sign out sign them to a four or five year deal that that cuts out their arbitration there. But it just was interesting. So that that indicates to me that. Bogarts is going to opt out. If he doesn't opt out, he'll get traded in the offseason. And then Denver isn't going to be around much longer either. And I think they're going to go with that. I, you know, and they have the, the other kids down there. But it just, but we can tell they're not going to re-sign J.D. Martinez. They're going to say, oh, we want, oh, yeah, we want them to stay, blah, blah, blah. But this is going to be a whole new team in, like, the next two to, two to three years. Like, this is just going to be everybody that was on that 2018 championship team won't be there. It's just, it's a fact because that was just a, because why then would the Red Sox put it out there that these two guys who are replacements for our two superstars, you know, they, they made, they made this big deal about it today. And maybe it wasn't, maybe I saw it. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people didn't see it, but I just thought that was interesting today. No, so, it's, it it's, it's, it's definitely that. interesting. And it's not even yeah. the first move that they've made. That is, that is so, um, 
I guess, uh, obvious of them not probably signing them. Yeah, that's true. No, it's very true. And so, you know, and the other thing, too, is when the Red Sox do bad, I always look forward to the Patriots playing. And then hopefully the Patriots, know, spoiled as we were with when we had the Brady era and all that. And then, you know, we hopefully we'd play those Super Bowls. So then they'd play, and then two weeks later would be the Red Sox. But I don't know what this Patriots team is going to do. Because if, if you're reading the reports, the offense is pretty shaky right now. And I think that's partly to do that they don't have a design offensive coordinator or they have people who are doing offensive plays that are inexperienced. Why do I think this is happening and why Belichick's saying this? I think he's waiting for Bill O'Brien. I don't think Nick Saban would, would let him out of his contract for whatever reason, but maybe next year he will. And then Bill O'Brien will match with Mac Jones and who knows. But I, I think that's what it is. I think, the, I think Belichick's plan was he wanted Bill O'Brien here. He couldn't get him for whatever reason, but eventually that might happen. So I think they offensively, I mean, it's a whole new system that they got to learn. So if they're going to win, if the Patriots are going to win, then it's going to be their defense. And I don't know how good their defense is going to be. You know, maybe maybe their front seven will be good, but their secondary is probably going to be a question. Um, how many games are they going to win? You know, people say if they, if they can win 10 games, and maybe they will now because now that – see, I had them down as a loss against Cleveland – but if Watson's suspension holds up, and even if it even if it gets suspended longer, he's not playing in the Patriots game. So maybe that's another win you could add on to them. So maybe they get in, but they don't go very far if, if they get in. You know, I would really like to see this offense though, um, just blow it up. But I, I just I don't see it happening. I just I think they're going to struggle. I do think from everything we're hearing, Mac Jones just he's clicking with a few people. He's not clicking with everybody. You know, and he's been inconsistent. So we'll see how it plays out there. But uh, Bruins, you know, I'm happy they signed Krejcik and Bergeron. They needed some stability. I just don't know if that's enough, though. I just, I, I don't know if that's enough. You know, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they, they, there's no question they, they can score, but, you know, so I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. You know, six to nine months around here, the city here. You know, and then who knows what's gonna happen with Durant? Um, I just a report came out today saying that he told the ownership to trade him or fire Nash. Wow. So I don't know what that's yeah. about, but maybe, maybe Steve Nash. Maybe he's not as as, as a good as coach as, as people hope him to be, but I think know, he's too. I think he's too young of a coach, to yeah, be honest true. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I I just think he's too young of a coach because he's, and and the players don't have uh, as much respect for him because he's so young. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, that's true, and that's very very true. And so it's just now it's just a matter of all right. So what are the Celtics going to do? You know. Are they going to give up? They, they, the conversation starts with Jalen Brown, and we already knew that. If they threw in Marcus Smart, the deal would be done already right now. But I don't. But you know, I I don't know. I, I don't want to give both guys up. Jalen Brown, I I think we should hold on to. But again, he's not going to resign here in two years. I don't think because he got the new agent. And normally, as I said, you know, on a past show, normally when guys sign new with a new agency, it's because they're probably going to try to get paid somewhere else. You know, but and listen to this. If Jalen yep. Brown makes either one of the three All-NBA teams, wins uh, Defensive Player of the Year, or wins MVP in this upcoming se- season as a Celtic, he will be eligible for a Supermax-designated veteran player extension. That extension is five years, $279 million, otherwise five years, $204 million. So. Yep. And I don't, see, I don't see the Celtics paying that. I don't either. I don't see them paying that. You know what I mean? But I, I also... I also don't see Jalen Brown doing those things. No, I, I don't either. I think you're right. Tatum maybe. Tatum might be the guy, but I don't know if Brown can do it. So right. it's just a, 
it's going to be an interesting winter around here. You know, it'll be an interesting Red Sox offseason to see how they go. But I don't know. I just don't. I think they're the competitive nature of the Red Sox. And, you know, when you're a team that was, is, is you know, two, win, two wins away from going to the World Series last year and now you're in last place, I mean, um, I don't think Cora's going to get fired. I don't think they, they – I, I think he's okay. They love, Cora, they love Cora way too much. I mean, if, yes, they they didn't, did. if they didn't love Cora, they wouldn't have brought him back. Right. And, 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 I think, and I think that if, you know, next year doesn't happen and Bogarts goes to Devers, then I think they'll, they'll replace Cora and Bloom will get whoever he wants to get in there. But, I don't know, it's just going to see – I mean, it's, 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 maybe they'll, they'll do like they did with, like, Trevor Story and they'll sign a, a big name, but they're only going to sign one. They're not going to sign multiple, you know, like they did in years past. So we just got to get used to the fact that maybe they'll sign one a year perhaps. And then it's just going to be all rookies and, you know, guys on, you know, low minimum contracts. But we'll see what happens. Be an interesting, you know, end to the season. Hopefully the Patriots, you know, they start their um, exhibition season Thursday. So we'll see what happens. Always good to talk to you. I'll say I'll say this, too. I'll say this, too. We might be heading towards a very depressing fall if the Red Sox can't figure anything out. And I think it is a little it's too little too late for the Red Sox. But uh, if the Patriots and, and Mac Jones don't don't figure things out, we might be really in trouble. Agreed. So we'll go from the city of champions to the city of chumps. <laughs> there you we'll go. See. All, All right, right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Derwin. All right, so there's uh, Derwin with a, a few hot takes, as he always uh, calls in with a few um, hot takes and uh, good points. Uh, about 20 minutes uh, through the show here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you want to call in, feel free, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. can talk about Bruins, Patriots, Celtics, um, or the Red Sox, or, of course, uh, Live Golf and the PGA Tour. So lots to talk about uh, today here on uh, this Monday, August 8th, uh, obviously heading into uh, the first week of uh, preseason games. Uh, uh, the Patriots uh, start off this Thursday against the Giants uh, right here at Gillette. Uh, let's go to Ray and Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Hey, Harrison. Boy, I haven't, seen, I haven't heard uh, Derwin uh, that down on the Sox in a long time, but, uh, you know, he's exactly right. Uh you know the sitting the sitting two games below 500 right now. They're uh, five games out of the wild card, and they have uh, they have some power uh, power teams uh, coming up uh, uh, for the rest of the season. So or the rest of this month also. So it's it's going to be uh, interesting as far as the Red Sox are concerned. You know, in their last 18 games. They've been outscored ninety. They, they had a, a, a six and twelve record, and they were outscored ninety eight sixty six. That's a deficit of thirty two runs in those in those uh, eighteen uh, eighteen games. So it, it's you know it's tough. That, uh, tonight they have or not tonight, but tomorrow night they have a tough. Uh, Couple of games coming in uh, with the Atlanta Braves, and they have that makeup game with Baltimore. Baltimore is, is directly ahead of them, and then uh, they entertain the Yankees for three games at the end of the week. It's going to be extremely difficult, and 
they should have they should have taken care of business as far as Kansas City is concerned, but they didn't. Look at the atrocious play of Duran out in center field. You know, right after they, they uh, let uh, JBJ go, uh, Duran is out there in center field and he doesn't have a clue. I I thought uh, the fall. Fall League or whatever that league is that the uh, Red Sox uh, have their younger players in after the season is over down in Arizona or wherever. I thought that's when you uh, take your players uh, and you groom them for new positions or what have you, but not the Red Sox. They throw them in the major leagues and they they put them in center field, arguably one of the uh, most important positions on the team. And he, he comes up, uh, he loses one in the sun. I guess anybody can lose a, a ball in the sun. But then the next next one, he can't hold on to a ball. Uh, he's just making too many errors. Too many. So we'll have to see what what happens as, as far as the Reds are concerned. But I, I don't think, uh, you know, this, this, the rest of this month, they have Pittsburgh, they have Baltimore. Baltimore, they should be, they should beat. But uh, they haven't been able to. And then they have Toronto and Tampa Bay, as well as Minnesota. If if the Red Sox win out of those 15 games, if they win four games, it's going to be, uh, I'll consider it a success. That's all I have to say about the Red Sox. I mean, you know, it's too bad. A lot of people depend on the Red Sox for entertainment in the summertime. Not this year. No, and like I, I said, and like I said to Derwin, uh, you know, we might be heading into a very depressing, uh, very, very depressing fall as as the Red Sox don't seem to be doing anything, and uh, the Patriots uh, are a very fifty fifty shot. Well, let's not give up on the Patriots. We haven't seen anything of the Patriots. Uh, there are some positive signs coming out of the uh, out of training camp so let's see what happens uh, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting uh, the, the Giants had a big brawl uh, between their players uh, this afternoon so well I just hope that doesn't be... I hope that doesn't lead into uh, the game on on Thursday and then uh, you know get into uh, the Patriots and, and and cause trouble for us well I don't think it will I mean this was uh, within uh, within the the Giants organization at their uh, at their practice uh, preseason practice. So, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to carry over uh, as far as Thursday is concerned. But you know, Thursday is the first preseason game, so I, I, we won't see a heck of a lot. We'll probably see back Jones for what one one se- uh, well not one series, but probably uh, one quarter, and that will be it. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Interesting that way, but it seems that he's making contact uh, with with his uh, receivers. But of course, again, you know, it, it's uh, preseason practice, and uh, we'll have to see uh, what what materializes. An interesting thing is that they took uh, Brown and they moved him over to the left side, and they took Gray and, and moved him to the right side, uh, which. Uh, Brown, Brown is excited about it, but 
I, I'm not sure uh, exactly uh, what uh, what's going to happen on that right side uh, at tackle. So, but we have to admit that the the line last year, the offensive line last year, was uh, very porous at times. So, yeah, no, I things, uh, things are going to change. You know, things are going to change. Yep, I think it's a very. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, it's going to be an, an interesting fall, and, and I hope, I hope it doesn't turn into uh, us waiting for the Bruins and Celtics to start. Because, you know, I, I actually have some faith in the Bruins and Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are coming off a season where they made it to the NBA Finals, and um, you know, with all this Kevin Durant news, well, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then, obviously, great news about um, Patrice Bergeron and, and David Krejci uh, uh, coming back uh, for the Bruins. So that's a good sign too. Yeah, that is a good sign. Uh, you know, it brings that uh, veteran uh, uh, veteran presence uh, back to the Bruins. Uh, you know, Bridgeron always said he, he was uh, – you, you always had the feeling that Bridgeron was going to come back. He, he said he didn't want to play for any other team uh, but the Bruins. And uh, they gave him a sweet enough pot, uh, you know, $5 million uh, total if he uh, – if he hits his, uh, I thought it's two uh, and a half. His bonuses. Well, it, it, it's yeah, five million total. You're right. Okay, that, you're right. Yeah, you're right, Ray. You're right. It's it's very rare. It's very rare. But you're right. This time you're right. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, all he has to do is play play ten games, and, and he gets his uh, he gets a uh, two and a half million dollars more. So they're that brings him up to uh, his uh, three five million dollars. Oh yeah, so, okay. Yeah, you know, so that, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but hopefully, the, under the new coach, uh, they'll they'll be able to click. The entire team will be able to click and uh, and see what uh, what happens. Uh, I, I'm not convinced on this Durant deal. Uh, if if in fact they bring him in. I would, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned it in the past that I think uh, uh, Brown is one that they should keep. You disagree with me as far as that's concerned, but but that's crazy. You want to get rid of Jason Tatum? You well, want to get rid? You want to get rid of Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown? I don't think Jason Tatum is is a. Uh, uh, is a team guy, oh. team first guy. Oh. I think Jason, I I just simply think that he's only for himself. That's all. That, that's, Listen, if you I'm said it about Marcus, if you said it about Marcus Smart, I'd believe you. But Jason Tatum, no. You don't see Jason Tatum. Tw- you don't see Jason Tatum tweeting about this stuff. You know, you see Jalen Brown tweeting. You know, getting all sad because. Uh, you know the, the the Celtics fans don't treat him right. Give me a break. Oh come on, come on, huh? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just giving you the facts. I'm giving you the facts of what Jalen Brown has tweeted. You don't see Jason Tatum tweeting this stuff. Well, again, you know, Tatum's a good, a very good, good ball player, no doubt about it. But I think, uh, and maybe, maybe yes, they have that edge. It's me first before the team. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it should be, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, well, agree to disagree, Ray. Uh, yeah, 
you know, and, and just to go back to uh, to the Red Sox just for for a second, because and, and I think it all stems from management as far as the the Red Sox are concerned. But uh, once again, we see uh, today that uh, Dennis Eckersley is going to hang it up at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. Uh, you know, David this David David is, Price will be very happy. <laughs> you don't hear much about David Price out in Los, uh, Los Angeles, do we? No, you don't. Uh, I don't even know if he's still playing baseball, but uh, he, probably, he must be because of the uh, big big salary that uh, the Dodgers uh, picked up when they picked him up. But, but you know, Eckersley, uh, this, this experiment that the uh, Red Sox are doing in the, uh, in the broadcast booth, um, I I mentioned earlier, you know, they're playing, they're paying five cents on a dollar to be bringing these guys in, experimenting with them. There's no continuity as far as the broadcast booth is concerned. Uh, Joker Stiglione, uh, you know, they just honored him for what forty years of service to the Red Sox. I I think the Red Sox are secretly hoping that he retires also. See, so the entire broadcast team. Uh, is going to to be uh, thrown uh, thrown out, I believe. And if you have a, a good baseball, a good broadcast team, that's going to draw people to your to your team to watch your team. Not if they're bad, though. But, uh, not not if the team's well, bad. Well, effectively, you know, God God rest uh, Jerry Remy, but Eckersley and Remy, they. They entertained you. I don't think they entertained Eck... you, and I don't uh, know about Eck. Eck is now, and listen, Eck, Eck brought a certain uh, flair to the game as far as his his uh, verbiage. You know what he was talking about, and he wasn't afraid to call a player out. He wasn't afraid if a guy wasn't doing the job. He, I could just imagine him behind the mic this past. Uh, Sunday, yesterday, when he watched Durant out there, completely clueless as to how to catch a fly ball. So, you know, he brings that to you. He he's able to he he uses phrases that are not the standard phrases. All right, and and now they're bringing in all these other guys, and you know. I have nothing bad to say about the other guys, but there's no continuity. That, that's what I'm going to say. There's no continuity uh, as far as uh, the broadcast is concerned. And I think that is the way of the future for the, for the Red Sox. It's the way that they're paying their players. Uh, Heim Bloom is just simply doing, the, uh, doing what ownership is telling him to do. And he's bringing in these uh, these people and trading for some of these people. We'll never see them play a game. We'll never see them play a game in Boston. They're just going to be uh, stuck down at the uh, lower levels, et cetera. All right. You know, I'm going to – all right. That's – all right. I think this is all in anger on, on John Henry because of your love for him. So I'll let you go after that, all right? I didn't even mention him. Oh, yeah, but it's all a factor. You know, it's like like three plus three plus three. One 
is one thing, one's the other, and one's the other, and it all equals John Henry and your love for John Henry. Well, it does. It, it, it starts at the top, and it works its way up. And you mark my words, most of these players that are playing down in, uh, whether it's high A, double A, uh, or whatever, you're not going to see them. And the guys that they bring in, they brought up, up this kid, uh, what, Davis? Uh, and, and all he knows how to do is strike out. He's the one that was replacing uh, uh, JBJ. JBJ can strike out. He, he, he's proven he struck, struck out. But he can go and catch a fly ball. Whereas these other guys who are now out there in the outfield, they don't have a clue. All right. That, you'll have a good one. Thanks, Ray. Talk to you. All right. All right, so there's uh, Ray from Methuen with his wonderful takes and his uh, wonderful takes on the Boston Red Sox. And like I said, his love for John Henry, that is. Uh, as well as uh, some Patriots thoughts uh, way back in the beginning, and uh, and I think his crazy, crazy take on the fact that he rather have Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is basically selfish and only cares about himself. So you know, I don't know about that, right? I don't know. Matt from Methuen, what's going on? Hey, Harrison, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, I just wanted to, uh, I think you saw the Durant news today, or the, I guess, news, um, just reiterating his trade request and how the Celtics are still the viable option for him. I just, I don't, we talked about it before, I don't understand why the media just keeps on trying to force this narrative where Brown needs to be traded. For not needs to, but Brown should be traded for Durant. Um, just because we have or the Celtics should trade for Durant, just because we have the pieces. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they keep on trying to force this. It's, it's just, just negativity on negativity at this point. Yeah, it's it's, it seems like every time we kind of get rid of this Kevin Durant thing, another thing pops up. So right as when you think it's right. done, it just another thing pops up, and so. You know, it seems like the Celtics. Right. It seems like the Celtics are in the lead to get him, though. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But so if it uh, if it does happen, we're gonna have to live with it. We're gonna have to accept it. Um, obviously. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't come down to you and me, Matt. It's just what you and I think right. should happen and what we would like. But you know, we right. have no control over it. But I'll tell you this, yeah. I mean, I'll be very disappointed. I mean, you know, Ray from Methuen, he thinks, you know, get rid of Jason Tatum and keep Jalen Brown. I think that's crazy. And, you know, you have to keep Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, I think, is the future of the Celtics franchise. I think uh, Jason Tatum is somebody that will be a Celtic for his whole career. And I don't see that out of Jalen Brown. I really don't. I really don't. I think Jalen Brown is almost just as close as another Kyrie Irving uh, and and all the and all these guys. You know, it's I saw a list today that uh, was the top ten small forwards in the NBA going into next season. And funnily or jokingly enough, Jason Tatum was number one and Kevin Durant's number two. So why would you trade number one for number two? Um, that that kind of just that was the first thought that came to my head. I think that's uh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. That, um, they, they had him ranked in front, but people um, are 
some people think that Tatum should be traded instead of Brown. Um, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but, it is, but, I mean, it is what it is. People think that Brown is um, more valuable than Tatum just because of the final performances like we've talked about. And um, they're entitled to that opinion. But um, I just I think, like you said, Tatum is the future of the NBA, let alone our team. Um, so why, why get rid of him uh, when, he, when he clearly wants to stay here? Um, based off of what he said previously, um, so I, I don't know. It's uh, it's def- definitely interesting, and that whole Durant thing is just a whole mess. I mean, he's a nutcase as it is. That whole that that whole Nets franchise is unbelievable. With Durant saying that it's a, it's either him or the GM or the coach. I mean, what what player can make that can make that demand to a team nowadays? It just blows my mind. But that's like that's that's the NBA right now. Like I just I right. just think that is the complete like that is just the NBA right now like you know next thing you know uh right. I mean listen this is coming this is going to happen this is going to be a topic LeBron James is going to say well it's either it's either me and my son or I'm or I'm leaving because LeBron right. James has come out and he said that he wants to play with his son and so he's going right. to do that because you know he wants to do that okay and it, and I wouldn't right. be surprised if he already has the deal done with LA and that was part of him going to L.A., uh, right. but but you know that's going to happen. You know that happens yeah. with Kyrie Irving, and I bet you, yeah. ne- you know, it's happening with Kevin Durant. And I bet you, next yeah. thing you know, if Jalen Brown has a you know quote unquote bad year and uh, quote unquote the Celtics are uh, you know the Celtics fans don't treat him right, he'll be the next one. Right. No, and just imagine if LeBron James. Uh, Bronny James gets drafted by the worst team in the NBA, and then LeBron goes there. I mean, it's just crazy. It's it's crazy how that the NBA is constructed now, where the players completely dictate the league, unlike unlike other leagues where they actually have structure. It seems like in the front offices, and they control who goes where. But it's just a players' league, and it's just a whole different dynamic than any other sports league we have. Uh, we have, and it's just unbelievable some of these demands that these players make. Um, I think we both agree on that. But um, I wanted to uh, get a little Patriots talk. I know I'm a big Celtics guy, but uh, I feel like I needed to get my Pats uh, taken there today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. I mean, preseason uh, preseason starting on, on this Thursday against the Giants. So, I mean, the season's starting up. I mean, it already has with the, you know, with the, with the um, you know, summer workout. Not, I mean, I guess pre-training. Yeah, training camp. Thank you. Um, so it's already starting with training camp, and then the preseason games are going to start up, uh, you know, this week and and go for three weeks, and then it's the season. So the season. I mean, I, you know, we're we're going, we're going. So yeah, I mean, I just I kind of wanted to get your take on the state of the offense because I was listening, or I was going through Twitter today and just looking at a bunch of stuff. Uh, Patriots related from like Mike Giardi and I came across I came across this tweet today from Greg Bedard from practice uh, that they had today. Uh, this was their first, I guess, eleven or so plays they had on offense. So he goes, I'm just I'm quoting his tweet here as I have it up on my phone. Yeah. They have first play false start on Trent Brown, second play stuffed run, third play incomplete, fourth play stuffed at handoff, fifth play sack. Sixth play pass for one yard, seventh incomplete, eighth sack, ninth one-yard pass, tenth one-yard pass. Those are the first or tenth five-yard pass. 
sorry. So those are the first 10 plays that they had to start the day on for their offensive session today. I mean, it just seems like a dumpster fire. Like, at some point, you have to look at this coaching staff, and it's not all in the players. It really isn't because this staff. It's a mess. It's a mess. You don't have coordinators? Give me a break. I mean, what do they think is going to happen? He has zero structure. They just have the best, or honestly, one of the best offensive coordinators league-wide, and Josh McDaniels leaves. And what do they do? They put a special teams coordinator, ex-head coach, and an ex-head coach defensive coordinator in the offensive position. I mean, I don't understand what the, like what, what Bill is doing. It's like, almost it's, like he wants the opposite to happen, like he wants to fail. Like, is this, is this his ego thing where he just wants to say that – so I'm known as a defensive coach, but now I'm going to take the offensive reins and put these two clowns in charge, but I can get the credit for it, and I can prove that I can win with anybody. Because clearly it didn't it work is. when he tried with Cam Newton instead of Tom Brady a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, so I think I, I think it's all ego. I really don't understand what he's doing. I mean, it, you, you, can't be op- you can't even be optimistic about this, this offense anymore. The pieces that they have could be good. They go out and spend all the money two years ago. They have the franchise quarterback in Mac Jones, which is a shame because I think he's going to be really good, and he has such a good attitude about everything. But you can tell he's just struggling. You can you listen. To have him you noticed? Like, yeah. Have you noticed after this year how he looks a lot more like Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Exa- yes. Exactly. His technique and everything. Yes, he looks that. Um, like you said, the technique, the mechanics he has, even the build too, with him losing. Um, I don't know how much. Uh, weight he lost total, but he lost weight, and he just looks good. Yeah, but it's it, it's a slap in the face, honestly. If I if I was in Matt Jones's shoes and I got this put around me, with all these coach with this coaches, no coordinators, and I mean, I get he put Bill God Devonte Parker for him, but let's be honest, he's not a real number one receiver. He could be. I missed. I just don't understand how you can be. How you can think this team is going to make the playoffs or even make a deep run with like with the with, with the current landscape? I, I I don't I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it's very, it's uh, it's tough to wrap your head around. I'll tell you that it's tough to wrap your head around because it's it's very frustrating. Um, you know, Mike Reese tweeted a thought after watching the Patriots' offense look efficient in 7-on-7 but struggled notably in multiple 11-on-11s, might be time to give Dante Scarnecchi a call for an independent evaluation. Right. It's crazy. It is, And there's tweets like that up and down the board today. I'm sure you're seeing them too. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's nuts. And then something that Felger and Maz were talking about earlier today is that they've only had, I think, a couple of padded practices where other teams have had a bunch. I mean, and they give a – I guess they gave the guys an extended weekend um, after their late night scrimmage or practice, whatever it was, for the season ticket holders at July oh, on fr- Friday night. Was it Friday night? Yeah. Um, and then just come back in their first session of offense to do that. Those first ten plays. I mean, it just seems like a complete dumpster fire, in my opinion. And it, the fallback's always going to be, well, the defense is going to carry this team and all this. But I mean, you look at the defense. It doesn't look much better. I mean, your number one corner, J.C. Jackson's gone, and yeah, you got the young young guys in Barmore who looks really good, and uh, Judon's going to be there. But I mean, uh, I don't know. It just it does not look good, and it's a shame too because of so much optimism around Mac, like I said earlier, and how we have talked about for so long how he is the future, and he looks so good, and 
still poised to be the future or the quarterback of this team for a long time. And it almost just feels like you're throwing this year two away, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Something I've said the last few calls is we might be heading towards a very depressing um, fall with the Red Sox really stinking it up if they can't figure it out, and uh, and then the Patriots if they can't figure it out either. Yeah, no, it's the, the Red Sox are a whole other story. I'm not even going to touch on them. I can't even get worked up more than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I guess you got to give them a, a game or two, a preseason game, um, just to see. But just from the outside, looking at, it, at the reporters about uh, what is going on during practice, I mean, it's, you know, you can't think it's going to translate to the game. But um, we'll just have to see, I guess. I'm telling you, I mean, Belichick's going to lose it if it if it if it if it transfers. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I mean, what doesn't what point, doesn't what doesn't Surrey get about the Patriots are going to be bad if they if they can't figure it out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I think we've it's finally gotten away from the Bill Belichick excuse where he's going to figure it out. More of. Now he's getting more of attention and blame that Brady's gone, and it's it's just it's all adding up, and it's it's not in a good way, not in a uh, positive way after all these years of success that we've had. It's crazy. To, it's crazy though to be in this position though. Like with like for twenty years with Tom Brady, you never once would think that this like think this during training camp. You never even thought of training camp as like a huge thing. You just thought it was oh another step in the road, and the season doesn't really start until January when the wild card or even divisional weekend comes around it's just crazy how much of a one 360 this uh this has had it's nuts yeah and, and i think a 360 is is the best way to describe it to be honest with you yeah no i mean it's uh it's crazy but we'll, we'll just have to see we'll uh we'll see what happens it's going to be interesting when uh the patriots go to las vegas for a joint practice though at the end of the preseason that'll definitely be interesting oh yeah uh, with with, sure. frick, with with josh mcdaniels i mean just it's just sad. It is just sad. It's sad. Well, uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, and we'll see. But hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Great show as always. All right, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. See you. All right, so there's uh, Matt from Methuen uh, for you with some uh, some takes on 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 the Celtics and the um, Celtics uh, and the Patriots. So have about 10 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or a comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Uh, lots we've talked about um, today. As I said, um, you know, Patriots talk. They're starting up their uh, their first preseason game is going to be this Thursday against the New York Giants uh, here in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, And then you have uh, the Bruins making big news today, uh, bringing back David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. Uh, And then you have the Celtics and all the talks about uh, Kevin Durant now and his, you know, threats, if you will, uh, towards uh, the Brooklyn Nets ownership and and higher-ups, and and that's a whole different story and how the Celtics uh, could be the, the, you know, the leaders uh, in that. It's very, very interesting. 
Uh, with that, let's go to Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Harrison, glad I caught you before the end of the show. Just Thank goodness. To, uh, share a couple hot takes. Well, not really hot takes, but just some um, Bill from the car takes. There you so go. Speak, the Bill from the yeah. car hot takes. Yeah, yeah. No, um, just a couple things on the Red Sox. Listen, they they are a top-tier team. They have the most expensive tickets out there. There is no reason why they should be not fighting for a pennant right now. The the fact that these guys, the, the, the ownership and and the general management and getting off and, you know, rebuilding, I, I think it's a bunch of crap. They're feeding us a bunch of crap. Um, I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but, you know, they, they, they should be in the running every year. They have, they're in, they're, they're in Absolutely. The, the top markets in the country. Absolutely. So that, that kind of, you know, that kind of uh, doesn't sit well with me at all. But um, anyways, moving on to the Bruins, you think there's any coincidence that Bergeron and, and Krejcic signed after Cassidy got fired or let go? I think there's some coincidence there. Um. You know, I don't know. Um, Krejci and Bergeron were, uh, you know, two, you know, are two of the biggest leaders, uh, veterans, and you know, along with you know Brad Marchand and stuff. And I think the biggest thing I think, and I, I think the biggest reason why Bruce Cassidy got let go was because he wasn't mixing uh, with the younger crowd and the younger and the younger players. I mean, there were there there's one situation in which I heard about how. You know, Bruce Cassidy got on one of the players after, you know, after an, you know, after a game in the post-game interview, and the player wasn't happy with him. And you know, you know, Bruce Cassidy basically talked to Patrice Bergeron about it. And Patrice said, you know, I'll take care of it and and basically fix things up. And so he just didn't mix because Bruce Cassidy is is somebody from you know the old. Um, you know, way of coaching, and and if somebody did something wrong, he's not afraid to call them out about it. And so, but nowadays, with the with the day and age we live in, it's it's oh my god, you know, let's cry me a river about it. I mean, come on. So yeah, no, I, so I, I, I get that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, just think it's, I think it's they both guys did not sign uh, to come back until after he was gone. So. I, I I think there's a little bit of a coincidence read between the lines type of thing there, but you know you you do have a you know he does have a different style of coaching so um, we'll see we'll see what happens with the new guy and then um, you know preseason football for the Pats starts uh, Thursday night so that gives us something to look forward to seeing that it's you know I think it's going to be the, the rest of August is going to be tough for sports around here. Yeah, and 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 like I've been saying over the last few calls, is if the Patriots don't show up and don't figure things out, it might be a real depressing fall, Bill. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to hold their own. I mean, I I, I think they're going to struggle at times, but I think they have a pretty good defense. Um, Little suspect at, at defensive at cornerback, anyways. The safeties are excellent. The corners, they make me a little scared, as as I say. 
But how's this? But how about this whole not having a coordinator? I mean, that's I think that's insane, insanity. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Belichick is gonna um, be be very much involved in the offense this year. Where where last year um, he wasn't. And I think this year, you know, I think this year he's 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 going to have to be. Well, I think now with with Josh McDaniels out, Josh McDaniels, I think, was the only coach that was kind of on the outside of that was kind of probably still competing against Bill Belichick. And uh, and now I think Bill Belichick has all his guys. I think, you know, he has his son at defense. Uh, He has, you know, he has uh, uh, Matt Patricia, who's not going to, you know, go behind his back, you know, at quote unquote offense. And so. You know, I, I, I think, I think, um, I, I think Bill Belichick has his coaches where he wants them to be, and I think he was probably happy that Josh McDaniels left. And so, I, I, it's kind of, it's just the it's, only problem I have with this this whole thing is, you know, just like in business, if you if you're not bringing in anybody new, anybody with fresh ideas, anybody with with new coaching schemes and things like that, it's always going to be you know, the same thing year in and year out. So more predictable offense, I think, from the Patriots. I I, I don't see them doing a lot different. I think they're going to stay in the system that they've been in. And, you know, Belichick wants to have his guys there, and he doesn't want to get anybody else. He doesn't want to get the best people available. He wants to just have his guys and – you know, we'll see where that takes us. I do think they're going to be okay. I mean, I think, you know, 500, maybe a game or two better than that. I, you know, they'll be entertaining. I think I think Mac's going to be pretty good this year. Um, just, you know, I wish they had a little bit more firepower on offense. But, hey, I'm looking forward to the season because, like I said, the Red Sox, they're, they're a dud. And, um, you know, the Celtics, they're not going to be they're not start until November. The Bruins, not till the fall, later in the fall. So, um, you know, so listen, who else do we got? We got to rely on Bill. I'm not, I'm not going to rely on Bill. I'd rather rely on the Celtics and the Bruins. And one last take, too, on the, on the PGA. I mean, I, I was watching the PGA a little bit over the weekend. I, I didn't recognize one guy on the leaderboard. I mean, you had to go down, you know, 10, 15 spots almost to get to, to recognize anybody's name. So, I mean, I don't know. The, the PGA is built on stars and the star power. And if Spieth and Thomas and, and Woods and and those guys aren't competing, it's I, I I'm anxious to see what it it's doing to the, the the TV ratings. And it's interesting how this is happening at the same time as Live Golf is starting to take off. Yeah, and I yep. and, and I don't know if you I don't know if you saw it, um, uh, but today uh, the PGA Tour um, uh, filed a, a lawsuit, um, or. Yeah, fi- yeah, filed a motion in federal court this morning to dismiss the live case, calling the lawsuit legally baseless. The players can't have their cake and eat it too. Live is not a rational economic actor competing fairly to start a golf tour. It is prepared to lose billions of dollars to leverage plaintiffs and the sport of golf to sports watch, tour lawyers wrote in a new court filing this morning. Uh-huh. So it's just... 
I, I, I don't know. Just I mean, well, the um, the the championship. The, what is it? The players championship at the end of the year that they have? No, the FedEx Cup. The FedEx Cup. Yeah. Right. So I'm anxious to see, you know, how that goes and if you know there's some star power that is in the running and because uh, I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna they're gonna need it. I really do. I'm yeah. anxious to see what the ratings are going to be. Um, yeah, no, they definitely do need it. In that. But I know we're, we're uh, going up against the clock. Uh, enjoy the show, Harrison, and uh, good to have you back. Where were you last week, by the way? I was on, I was looking for you, and I couldn't I couldn't find you. You know, I had I, I had family in town, and, and you know, it's uh, family commitments. Family, come, family comes first at the end of the day, so I had to be a good family guy, family you know? Family first. Family first. Okay, I understand, Harrison. <laughs> Everybody thanks. needs a vacation. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right. All right. So there's uh, Bill from the car, as always, with his hot takes. And as always, thank you to all my listeners, callers, and supporters. Day in and day out, this show would not be what it is without all of you. For day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. I'll be back right here next week on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.